welcome to the violinist podcast. Today we have great uh, Finnish violinist, concertmaster of Lochia City Orchestra and uh, professor of Sibelius Academy in Helsinki, Tero Latvala. Hello, Tero. Hello, hello. Nice to see you. Yeah, same. And uh, I want that you talk a bit yourself about a little bit, but first I want to ask you, I, I read your biography and you have you have been played in many different orchestras as concertmaster. How would you yourself describe your experience of these different orchestras and being concertmaster? Yes, first of all, I think I have been working as a uh, professional contact master from the year eight, 1988. Oh. And uh, there hasn't been really no stop with that work. And uh, it means that uh, it's almost uh, 35 years experience of being contract master, uh, mostly in Finland, of course. And um, it has been really interesting time. And the orchestra life has been changed a lot and uh, style of playing has changed a lot and uh, uh, but uh, it has been quite uh, uh, an interesting uh, tour I would say <laughs> with, with music mostly and uh, of course I started as a leader I was second concert master in in opera Finnish national opera for two years And then I moved to, to Tapiola Sinfonia, which is a city orchestra of Espo. Oh. And I worked there uh, 15 years and mostly conducted by Jean-Jacques Cantor, a fantastic French violinist and, and musician. And that was uh, maybe the most uh, important uh, grow up with music uh, at Tapiola time. We made a lot of recordings and so on. And then I, I moved uh, to, to Lappeenranta, the eastern part of Finland orchestra, a smaller one, only 21 musicians. And uh, after Lappeenranta, I have been working in Tampere, Turku, and uh, some Helsinki periods as well, and, and uh, Lahti as well. It means that... Uh, At least I have good good feeling of um, at least six professional orchestras in Finland. Uh. And uh, uh, I think I should write a book one one day. What what has happened with that those times? And yeah. but but uh, maybe we don't have too much time to speak about it. But but it has been really, really interesting world. Mm. And now, now this, I am a permanent leader of Lohia Orchestra, uh, which has uh, only 12 players plus uh, substitutes from mm. time. It's uh, even more uh, delicate, I would say. Yeah. Mm, very small, yeah. And uh, was there any reason why you ch changed so much orchestras or you just felt you want something new or I think it's uh, more because I, I became as a, as a as a teacher, a lector of uh, Sibelius Academy, and that that was not so easy to combine with that, that because it's it's a full time job, 
and uh, to combine with the orchestra playing it, you you had to had to make some decisions and uh, smaller orchestra with a little bit smaller amount of work time to time makes it possible. All right, yeah, to combine with the yes. teaching. And if if we are talking about, uh, you said different styles, of course, with uh, every year a little bit style of playing is changing. But something what we have talked about here in a podcast, it's, uh, is is there now nowadays like uh, German style, let's say Finnish style, French style, or is it nowadays more like international, like globally one style? I think because of uh, this uh, capacity of uh, YouTube and whatever it's with computers and uh, the whole world has has been changed a lot. It means that uh, everything is available. I think uh, orchestra musicians they really well can be influenced by different styles, and nowadays uh, we are much more involved with the style stylistic uh, things. We are not only playing the, the instrument with romantic style. Uh, and of course, uh, it is needed. And that is partly my feeling that uh, the good old romantic st- sound is, is disappearing. Hmm. If you are listening uh, uh, American orchestras, film orchestras, uh, when they made film music, that style has disappeared totally. It's... it's uh, Yes, uh, but uh, but really, really, I'm. Uh, I think nowadays orchestra musicians they have to be really chameleons uh, that they can put them in in, in right mood easily, and uh, that is needed. Before it was just you can play in tune and nice rhythm and good sound. That's enough. But nowadays it's it's uh, it's really much more stylistics mm. and the conductors are are also looking looking for forward to to make make different styles mm. and also uh, one question which i uh, issue which i i faced and many young violinists and not only violinist musicians face that uh, for example in competitions or in auditions uh, there is many jury members and everyone can has their own opinion about style. How to feed everyone in this case? Mm-hmm. Exactly, that is a good question. And uh, I, I, I think you, the best way is actually, is a little bit uh, before the audition, if, if you are able to, to meet the leader of the orchestra or lead or some, some leaders and it's good just to ask what what is needed and, and what is their their style mm-hmm. and uh, it might help and uh, of course uh, it it takes some time but uh, it makes sense it's it's uh, every orchestra has its own will somehow I, I think it's and uh, in in audition uh, some orchestras if you play a little bit out of tune on, on the first round you are immediately out some uh, orchestras they if they can see the talent and hear the talent uh, there and something little happens it, it doesn't care so much but some it's it's very different 
from uh, some orchestras. And that is maybe to some also work beforehand, if possible. Mm-hmm. Also, I very often uh, hear in the musicians complaining that nowadays it's uh, become more technical playing and less musical playing. What do you think about it? Yes, that is also from my side. Uh, the if if I'm going to listen audition, I'm much more uh, listening uh, the musicality and uh, taking risks. Not only playing in tune and uh, with the secure feelings, but if you can make two fantastic bars, that I, I I'm more happy than, than listening something a bit boring things going on. But uh, it's, but I'm uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not the majority. <laughs> I'm sure, no. and, uh, and that is. Uh, but. Uh, I encourage people to show their their big big uh, taste of musicality, and uh, that that somehow. But with orchestra parts, then it's different. You have you especially you have to know the style. If you play Brahms or if you play Haydn and if you play Mahler, that that is really needed and. Uh, I would say that style is more or less nowadays uh, international, and uh, and that is uh, very often the problem with with auditions that you you are a bit uh, lost with the, the with, with the style. Mm-hmm. And uh, then what about Bach? Because I, I heard even some people saying that some orchestra even. Don't ask Bach on the auditions because it became so much fights about how it should sound. What do you think? Yes, I think uh, uh, I prefer why not to play Bach. I think uh, uh, on, uh, time to time it's uh, also some orchestras are having Bach as a uh, on the first round. Mm. It means that there is probably not Mozart, but second round will be Mozart, but first round is Bach and some some excerpts, and that's it. But yeah. it, Bach is you can you can for me with Bach the style is so that if you play Bach and you can listen what you are doing, mm. then you are somehow there in the mood, but if you are just playing it, it's uh, nothing for me. It's, it's, it's really, but there you can really touch the listening element. And that is, uh, that is the, the magic of, of the whole, whole story. Yeah, but there is many problems that uh, some, some want it's more baroque way and so some people want it's more you know traditional way <laughs> then probably you should know before playing right how to play it there in this orchestra or this competition yes maybe that good idea what is uh, what which style they prefer yes why not that, 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 that idea 
But uh, for you, would it be a problem if someone play different style Bach than you might no. like? No, no, not at all. No, with Bach, you, I can accept many ways. It's but the, the the what I can't accept is that if the player is not listening what he's doing. Huh, okay. that, yes, yes, that is the only thing. I I. I tried to find out. And uh, you have a very, very beautiful sound, uh, which not many people has. And uh, I want to ask how, how you manage to reach the sound, what maybe kind of exercise you're doing to, uh, to make so beautiful sound. Hmm. I think it's, uh, that is maybe the balancing the the pressure of of, of the string and uh, how to how to really make so that it's not bow and it's not left hand uh, somehow uh, i think it's the combination uh, that that both hands are needed it, and uh, that is the, the secrecy of of good sound Time to time, it's maybe even too much uh, pressure to 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 that the violin will be played by bow, and uh, and uh, left hand is is less important. And and I think that mixture, it's the secrecy of good sound and uh, how and also the for for me the bow stick itself is uh, maybe. The secrecy, uh, having the chance for, for the left hand, uh, giving the best out, and uh, but but really, if the stick is not working and giving giving this curve, like uh, flexibility of 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 weight arm, and that is, it's so fragile that the mechanism. That that if it's not working, then it's not working, and also how how the bow stick is working that way, and not only down force, but it, it has both down plus plus a little bit moving that way. Yeah. I think that that is maybe maybe what I'm trying to search every day. Some some people are playing scales every day. Yeah. Uh, for my taste, scales with uh, playing with vibrato, it's much more important than playing just without vibrato. And uh, then the bow pressure always somehow gives you the feeling that uh, the quality is maximum, maximum quality with the scales as well. Yeah. And you also said about the importance of the bow and uh, But how, in general, how important is the instrument, your violin, your bow? Can you achieve something if you don't have so good bow and violin? Is it problem? It's more difficult. But it's. I was teaching my first uh, music uh, camp this this summer with. I played the whole music camp with the Chinese violin. And I was pretty happy what happened with that that violin, and uh, it 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 like Leonidas Cavacos says that uh, 
It's uh, not the instrument, it's, it's not the playing, but if you have a fantastic instrument and fantastic bow, it makes it easier. It, it means that, uh, but you can also manage to get fantastic sound with the, with the ordinary bow and ordinary violin. Mm. But uh, of course, if if you go to working with as as a soloist, then 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 it's always with orchestras you need the maximum uh, upper tones and the rich sound, and then it's uh, it's a bit more difficult with modern instruments and not that fantastic instruments. Mm. But mm. but you can find, I'm sure you can find the. The, the best possible sound out of also from from ordinary instruments. Everything is possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, for example, um, more than uh, a year, yeah, in Finland is uh, due to coronavirus. Uh, not many cultural happenings, and there were even some protests. And uh, for young musicians, especially who are graduating. It's very difficult nowadays to find a job, to find some income. Um, what do you think? How 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 we can how we can manage these hard times and make something out of it? Mm. That's a good question, and uh, I think uh, there is a lot of uh, depression going on at the moment with cultural mm. people. And uh, and uh, I think uh, that will cost in future a lot that uh, people has somehow lost their identity. It's more if you you can't find anything places to to show your and you are really loving making music and whatever art. But there is no chance to do that. It, it, it's like you are really losing your identity, and that will we'll see in after some after few years. But what was the result? But now I I can I can feel that uh, some of uh, uh, of course if you are permanent job in in a, in a as a teacher or, or as an orchestra musician, it's okay at the moment. But the, the freelance musicians and uh, artists uh, and uh, what is going, uh, all the other stuff, what is working for, for the culture, they are under the buses at the moment. And that is mm. and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm a bit angry about that, that it's, uh, there hasn't been political will to solve the problem uh, and but but that is so, so long discussion that i won't even start with <laughs> it yeah. can take more than yeah. hour an hour uh, yeah I, I, it's something what we also talked uh, with henning kragerud in our podcast about that um, kind of our world became more materialistic like you can see that show, shop are working and culture is not working and how we can reach people and show importance of culture and art 
how oh, we can yes, do it. Exactly. Yes. It used to be important if you think of Finland, which is a bit more than a hundred years old, old country. And what happened with culture that time that Sibelius and all the fantastic painters and literature, literature uh, writers and so on, they were gathering together and thinking what, what could be nice for Finland uh, and its identity. And then, then it was seems to be very important. But nowadays, I think it has been with this all, all political uh, will. I think culture is never you will never take culture as a as a toy with politicians. It's always that uh, okay we invest 0.8 percent from our budget. Mm. to culture and that's it but there is not big discussion that uh, we really need to put, put money for for educating cultural elements mm. in our society and that is the big 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 question and uh, now we can see that uh, th- there is not political will mm. Yeah, so maybe that's why there is a protest that people trying to give their opinion to politics. And let's just hope, yeah, that it will change. (laughs) Yes, and what things will will somehow make uh, people uh, make possibilities to to make more concerts and and theater and so on and movies and so on but now it's really as we know it's difficult yeah and uh, back to to the practical issues uh, for for end of our interview maybe you can advise some books to read or some um, some uh, exercise to play for violinists yes i think uh, Good exercise is uh, concentrate on feeling that you can feel your frog. That is one good exercise. What is the frog doing? How it's moving? And uh, is it making some extra not needed things? And what is the feeling of stick? If you play down bow, you can choose. Are you lying with that direction or that direction? and above as well, that the balancing and also that which are the elements with bow, because we need the downforce, the string is also a bit moving down and it's also moving in this direction and balancing that, that, that feeling. It, I think it's a very rich world. And uh, together with having this pressure of left hand, somehow really at the same time the feeling that your hands are working together and that is really always have something to do that you also have the connection with your bridge bridge your what is what is even you are playing very soft there is always this feeling of 
connection and, and also how the, the string is really from the finger to your hair. That is the part you have to feel. And uh, all these things, uh, let's have a nice adventure. Mm, for a bow, for bow yeah. control, like yeah. to control it, and yeah. maybe some some books which you, which you like, uh, which I like. Uh, uh, first page of Schwadiek. It's so okay. important to really try to find so that you can move your fingers and at the same time because the problem that you don't have one single muscle in your hand. This muscle you have, but here is all, all, all muscle works come from the arm. Mm. And then with the shradiac, you can put joints and the muscles, you can find them and try to be relaxed, intensively relaxed. Mm -hmm. That is always, always the, the, the theme of it, playing. Mm -hmm. And of course, still one thing with playing is that you support your center in your stomach. It means that there is... Uh, really good base in, 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 in your mid. Mm. And that, that, that also, even you're playing and sitting, then you feel like a singer, you have to be open here. Mm. That's all I, I, can, <laughs> I can say. Any, any literature, just uh, documentary or I don't know? Not really. No, no, I'm not that keen on literature. Uh, literature uh, but uh, of course uh, all old masters it's good to to listen a little bit i would say sharing high fetch oh yes uh, those old masters Eutrach and uh, Ida Hendel yeah and 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 see there is some film and you can everyone has very different setups and so but but the bow is doing just the work uh, similarly and uh, and uh, that is good uh, yeah. time to time go to the basics and and see how how gorgeous violins they were yeah it's very important not to forget about basics Yes. Thank you. But yeah, I want to thank you, Tara, for this interesting interview. Yeah, it was very nice. nice. I want to thank our listeners for listening to this episode. Write me if you have any ideas about with who else I can do interview, and follow up this channel for more interviews coming up. Thank you. Goodbye.